Let's go ahead and give a hand clap of praise to the Lord one more time. I don't know about any other preacher, but every time I step behind this podium, my knees start to shake, my hands start to shake. But I will say tonight that I'm basking in the presence of the revival that we had a couple weeks ago still. You know, it's amazing that just in a couple weeks, we've seen what the Lord can do in the church. We've seen multiple people that's left the church come and go, come back. We've seen addicts that's been calling this place home. We've seen a lot of things that the Lord's doing in this place. And if you're able tonight, if we could stand as I read the word of the Lord, I'm going to take you to Joshua, the second chapter. It's going to be a little lengthy read tonight, but I promise I'm not going to keep you very long. I know that you guys like to enjoy Mexican on Tuesdays. I don't go very much anymore. Um, And I will say I, I give honor to my pastor and his wife tonight. Not very many churches that you go to, the pastor's willing to play the piano because the worship team is sick. So I'm very thankful, even though sometimes he hits the wrong key or the wrong note or the wrong chord. But how many knows that as a child of God, we're not perfect people? And if you're at the book of Joshua, the second chapter, the first verse, it reads to you like this, And Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out of Shittim two men to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, even Jericho. And they went and came into a harlot's house named Rahab, and they lodged there. And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, there came men, and hither tonight of the children of Israel to search out the country. And the king of Jericho sent unto Rahab, saying, Bring forth the men that are come to thee, which are entered into thine house, for they be come to search out all the country. And the woman took the two men and hid them and said this, There came men unto me, but I wist not whence they were. And it came to pass about the time of shutting of the gate, when it was dark, that the men went out. Whither the men went, I wot not. Pursue after them quickly, for ye shall overtake them. But she had brought them up to the roof of the house, and hid them with the stalks of flax, which she had laid in order upon the roof. And the men pursued after them the way to Jordan and to the fords. And as soon as they which pursued after them were gone out, they shut the gate. And before they were laid down, she came up unto them upon the roof. And she said unto the men, I know that the Lord hath given you the land, and that you terror is fallen, that your terror is fallen upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when ye came out of Egypt and what ye, de- what ye did unto the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side of Jordan, Sahan and Og, whom ye utterly destroyed. And if you jump down to verse 18, it says, Behold, when we come into the land, thou shalt bind this line of scarlet thread in the window which thou didst let us down by. And thou shalt bring thy father and thy mother and thy brethren and thy father's household 
home unto thee. And if you jump over to Joshua chapter 6 and verse 25, it says, And Joshua saved Rahab the harlot alive in her father's household and all that she had, and she dwelleth in Israel even unto this day, because she hid the messengers which Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. Tonight, with the help of the Lord, I want to preach to you on this topic, the scarlet thread. Pastor, if you could pray over the word tonight. If we could, go ahead and give the Lord another hand clap of praise as you sit down tonight. Just promise me that you won't sit down too long. I want to talk to you tonight about a man named Ted Williams. He was a homeless man that was born in New York. Some of you may know this man, some of you may not. But a little backstory about Ted Williams is he was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. He served three years in the United States Army and was honorably discharged and attended school for voice acting. His inspiration to become a radio announcer came from a field trip in 1971 at age 14. When he found out that the radio announcer whom he had heard looked nothing like he had imagined, Williams later worked overnight shifts for... WVKO in Columbus, Ohio, when the station played soul music. According to Williams, his life started falling apart in about 1986 with the combination of drug and alcohol abuse, plus a loss of interest in his career. In 1994, he was evicted from his house, but during this period, Williams was arrested at least seven times on charges including theft, drug possession, escape, and robbery. He was also issued a misdemeanor citation for drug abuse, criminal trespassing, and pedestrian solicitation. You see, these resulted in two jail sentences, with Williams serving three months in 1990 for theft and nearly two months in 2004 for theft, forgery, and obstructing official business. Ted Williams is a father of nine children, two boys and seven girls. But see, if you dig a little deeper into Ted Williams, you'll find out that he then goes on to getting a a lot of different offers, even an offer as big as the Cleveland Cavaliers to be the talk show or the announcer, excuse me. But you see, he then goes on to become an alcoholic again, but then gets help and pursues his dream. This man started his life out smooth sailing And he thought he had everything in a bag for his life. And he thought he was going to become the announcer of his childhood dreams. But by the end, he had hit age 29. His life had began to fall apart. But you see, this man goes on later in his life to run for governor. And I know some of you probably think, well, how does a man living a life of addiction turn into someone who later runs for governor? And I know some people are probably saying, well, it's not not very hard for someone to run for governor now. But I want to use this modern example 
to kind of explain Rahab. You see, Rahab to most of you seems like an odd woman to make it into the Bible. But it can, Rahab is a harlot. But you see, a harlot can be translated as a harlot, excuse me, as a harlot, but it can also be translated as an innkeeper in the Old Testament. But see, Rahab doesn't show up just in the Old Testament. She becomes an individual who finds grace in the sight of Joshua, grace in the sight of spies, but more importantly, finds grace in the sight of God. You see, if you jump over to Hebrews chapter 11, it says, by faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. You see, Rahab was a harlot, but she was saved. The key word there is she was a harlot. You see, Rahab was a problem, but the flax that was on her roof probably shows that she was trying to make clothing. But if you dig into Rahab's life, she probably is living a life that she doesn't want. When the spies show up, Joshua himself sent spies saying, at some point we need to take the promise.